Okay. Welcome to the Sunday night edition of Novi. Uh, Novi is always a production of the Weiss Entertainment Network, right here in the America's Israel Marine Park uh, studios. Uh, tonight, we will be discussing uh, Sefer Shoftim. Let me just hold on. Uh, the topic... Yeah, the topic is, as always, is okay. Okay, tonight's share, as always, is prophetic vision in the 21st century. The message of Nevi'im Rishonim, the story of the book of, of Shoftim. The series will focus on how Shmuel Anove, the author of the book of Shoftim, sent us many messages for our times. The series is dedicated to Zechon Nishmas, Rabbi Yerachmiel, Ben Aaron Meir, and also to all of the Cholim. Okay, I'm happy to say that we're coming to the end of this safer. Um, it'll probably still take a couple of weeks. Um, I, I, I think it's very shy by Pesach uh, that we could finish, and then we'll go on to, to we'll continue with this year and to say for Shmuel. Um, we're up, we got up to Parak Yitzayim. Uh, there, are, there are basically two stories. And, and, and here's where you're, we use, you kind of a little bit scratch your head a little bit um, to try to figure out the Novi and try to figure out, um, you know, how, how this... How this how this goes down? Um, so the the question. So there are two there are two final stories. Story one is something called Pesel Micha, the idol of Micha, and we're going to see that. And, and it's it's so it's so much a message of our times that 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 it's amazing. Uh, we're going to see how. This idea of an image, although it, it, it initially was there to serve Hashem, which is already dangerous, right, 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 at, right at that point, that there is a, this idea that we serve Hashem through some kind of, of intermediary. That that that's that's the question that 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 comes up here. Uh, the Rambam writes. That in the generation of Enosh, that originally, this is how the Rambam writes at the beginning of the Halachas of Avodah Zorah, that in the generation of Enosh, they built images. And why did they build those images? They built images of the sun, the moon, the stars. And why did they build those images? For legitimate reasons. They saw it as an opportunity to serve a Kodesh Baruch But they needed some kind of a, of a physical manifestation of what to serve. It wasn't enough to serve uh, um, something that's not concrete. That's uh, that's uh, what's the word I'm looking for. That's uh, abstract. Um, the the abstract was very difficult with them. Uh, somewhere there's a there there, there is a I, I thought it's the Ramban that says also that the the this expression, the building of the Mishkan is now. So according to most Mefarshim, the building of the Mishkan begins on Yud Aleph, or at least the collection or the announcement on Yud Aleph uh, uh, Tishrei. What's Yud Aleph Tishrei? So Yud Aleph Tishrei is the day after Yom Kippur, my daughter's birthday. 
also a good day. Um, anyway, uh, my daughter was born the day after Yom Kippur. Anyway, so on Yud Aleph, what happened on Yud Aleph Tashay? Moshe comes down from Har Sinai on Yom Kippur with this two luchos. So the Gemara says, in, in the end of Masechus Tanis, Lo ayu yomim tovim Yisrael kechamisho asar ba'al b'yom ha'kippurim. There were never... Any the greatest days of joy on the Jewish calendar was was the fifteenth of Av and Yom Kippurim. Both of them were were what they call uh, in English Sadie Hawkins Day. That was the day that they went out into the field and the, and, and they looked for a shidduch. So the Gemara asked the question. Um, Yom Kippurim. The Gemara says, I understand why Yom Kippur was such a day of joy. Why the Ika the Because it was a, it was a day. Uh, of, of tremendous, um, it it was a day. Uh, it was a day of, of tremendous joy. So so therefore, so therefore, what what happened was and Yom Shenitnabol Luchos and the day that the second set of Luchos were born. So because the second set of Luchos, which represented a another opportunity to connect to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, so it was a great day of joy. So Moshe comes down. With, with the Luchos, he says to the Jewish people, he says, listen, listen, all, all you know, every, everything is, uh, you know, greatly challenged. Uh, you know, it was a challenging time. You, you built the Egel, right? Moshe comes down, Shavos he breaks the Luchos. He says, now you have a second opportunity. Kodesh Baruch said, Vayomer Hashem, Salachti Kid right? We say so many times in Yom Kippur Davidin, or during Slichos, that Hashem says, Salachti Kid Right, because because what ha- what what happened? It says that 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 Melamed Sheherala Kodesh Baruchu said it tvilaso. Right, it says that that the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah says that during the Chet Egel, my Kodesh Baruchu, so to speak, appeared to Moshe wrapped in a talis, and he showed him how to daven. He says when there is a when there is trouble and when there is problem, um, it says it says you come and you'll say Hashem, Hashem, Kel Rachum Lechanon. You'll say what's called the Yud Gimel Midos and and immediately I I will I will forgive you. So, so that that and, and that and that's what happened. That's what happened. And he came down on Yom Kippur uh, with the second set of luchos, and the new beginning began. But, but, but perhaps, perhaps, and that's really the connection. Um, and on Yud Aleph, the next day, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu told Am Yisrael about the mitzvah of building the Mishkan, and it was the first appeal in Jewish history uh, where where he asked people to donate the gold, the silver, and all, and all of the other things. Uh, I just want to say on a side note, the Mishkan to me was, was one of the most impressive structures in history. Why do I say that? Why do I say that? Because they were in the Midbar. They were in the desert. They just came out of Mitzrayim. And, 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 some, and somehow they were able to, to put together this, this sensational structure with, with, with broidery, embroideries and weavings and, and woodwork and gold and silver. And it's just an impressive, impressive structure. And, and, and the way that, that they all came together to, to build this is one of the most impressive uh, building drives in Jewish history. Uh, notwithstanding in the base of Migdash, which Lomo did was uh, unbelievable. I'm not, I'm not at all uh, minimizing that. I'm just saying, when you think about it, in the Midbar, 
with, with whatever they had. It wasn't like, you know, if you look, if you look at the story with Shlomo building the base of Migdash, uh, you know, he, he had a treaty with the king of Tzor and they, and they had the workers and, they, and, the, and the wood was flowing down the river and the, there, was, there was so many different things that were going on uh, that really made it an amazing feat. But in the Mishnah, the Midbar, they, they were in the desert and they, and they had what they had. But, but people had really tremendous skills. And, and, and it's really an impressive structure. So on Yud Aleph, he tells them, he tells them, build a Mishkan. And, and we're going to build a Mishkan and it's going to be a great place and it's going to be, it's going to be all, 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 all of these ama- amazing things. And, 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 that, and that's what happens. Uh, and the message was that maybe that was the message of the Egel is that we do need some kind of physical connection to a Kaddish Baruch Now, the abstract is, is insufficient. And so the, so the Rambam, at the end of Masechus Makos, on his commentary on Mishnayas, so, so he comments on, the fam- on, on, the famous, uh, on a famous uh, statement that every shul says a thousand times a year. Omer Rabbi Kasha Omer, Ratza Kaddish Baruch Hu Zakos Es Yisrael. That, that the Rabbana Sha'olam wanted to bring merits upon the Jewish people. Therefore, he gave them many, many mitzvahs. So I asked the Rambam in his commentary, that's the last Mishnah in Masechus Makos. Uh, asked the Rambam in his parish of Mishnah. The Rambam asked the question. He says, if, if, if the Rabbana Sha'olam really wanted to bring merit upon us, he should have gave us three mitzvahs, four mitzvahs. He says if we would have we would have two or three mitzvahs to do, three, four mitzvahs to do, so it would have been easy, and we would have done them, and all would have been great. But what's shot? Torah mitzvahs. So the so the Ram says that no, he says he says if a person does a mitzvah if a person does a mitzvah in the, with all its kavanas in, in in the ideal way that it's supposed to be uh, done and supposed to be performed. He says the person is he guarantees his share in Olam Haba. So he says, he says it's impossible. It can't be that, that with all the mitzvahs that you have to do, that at least one of them you didn't do the right way. Chances are one of them you got right. So that, that's why it's it's here Torah mitzvahs. Anyway, the message of all this and why I tell you this is because the message is that that. That we that although although believing in a Kodesh Baruch is obviously an abstract concept, and as the Rambam writes at the beginning of the Sefer Amitzus, it's number one rule, right? You have to believe in a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Uh, Gon writes writes that it's that it's impossible uh, that that there wasn't something that came before, right? Right? Uh, the, the world didn't just uh, uh, this belief that somehow this world magically appeared. Uh, it's not it's not like it. it's a, it's, cra- it's a crazy idea. Um, the the, the Madras the Madras tells the story that yeah that the uh, Roman came to Rabbi Akiva and said you know prove to me that God is that God created the world so so Rabbi Akiva told him come back tomorrow so so he comes back tomorrow and he comes back with with a garment and and he and he and he Rabbi Akiva turns to the to the uh, to the, the Roman and he says to him he says to him, who made the garment so so Rabbi Akiva said so he answered Rabbi Akiva what do you mean doesn't doesn't everyone know that weavers make Clothes that uh, tailors and weavers make clothes. So, 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 so Rabbi Kiva says to me, he says, you, you, you take it for granted that uh, clothes was made by a, a weaver or a tailor, but this world was it was made by no one. Come on, he said, how could that be? 
The simplest thing, a garment, had to have been woven and, and tailored by an individual. So look at this complex world that we live in. There wasn't someone who was in charge. Can't, can't, can't be. So, so I, I tell you this because this, that even though believing in a Kaddish Baruch which is an abstract concept, is real, but still, in order to make it right, in order to, to have a means to really serve a Kaddish Baruch there needs to be a physical manifestation on this earth. And, and, and perhaps that was the mistake of the Chet that, 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 that they tried, that, that they, did, they simply couldn't serve a Kaddish Baruch in the abstract. And now what, what, they, what they should have said was uh, to Moshe, they said, you know, show, you know, Hera Lanos, you know, say the Rav show us the way to serve a Kaddish Baruch That's what they should have said instead of building the ego. But instead they built the ego. And perhaps, and perhaps the whole idea of Moshe being on Har Sinai was a reaction to that concept that the, the Chazal tell us that a Kaddish Baruch was Histakel Bo'oraisu Bara'ama. Kaddish Baruch looked inside the Torah and he built the world. So what does that mean? Meaning, meaning that the world was not supposed to be an abstract place. Yes, there were abstract concepts. Believing in Hashem is an out. You can't get away from it. But how do we believe in Hashem? Lefikha, as the Ramba, as the Mishnah says, as the Ramba mentioned, Lefikha, he says, if, if we give them a way of life, if we show them that there's a mitzvah called tzitzis and tefillin and mezuzah and Shabbos and kashras and, and, and shatnas and uh, uh, you know, whatever mitzvah we come up when there's a yontif and there's a there's a korban that uh, this week's taf talks about the, the korban pesach and 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 you have to come to the base of mikdash and there's a central place and you know all of those things create remove take away the abstract and create the concrete that that serving a kaddish baruch is in fact a concrete idea we're going to serve him through all the many means this attempt to create idols and create images is not our religion because it doesn't work in our religion. Because as the, I, I mentioned, and I stopped mid-sentence, the, 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 in the generation of Anosh, as the Rambam points out, they built images to serve a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Correct. But what happens in the next generation? The next generation, you know, it's the game of telephone, right? right. You tell a message to the next person, then the next person tells it to the next person. And by the time it gets all the way on, on the end, it's a whole different message. So how, how do you, you know, the mistake of Enosh's generation is that there's no way of passing down that message correctly. Oh, those images, those are just images to remind us to serve a Kodesh Baruch. It doesn't work. The Torah had a different idea, do a mitzvah. Put on tefillin, wear a sitzis, put a mezuzah on your door, learn Torah. Uh, that was the that, that was the Torah's reaction. And that was and, and have a Mishkan, have a Beis Amikdash, have a shul, have a yeshiva, you know, all, all of the all of those is, is to replace this notion that we'll put a picture on the wall and we'll say, Yeah, oh by the way, the Rabbi Sholom is above it. Yeah, it doesn't really work. What works is 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 investment into a process. And and that's the, that's the whole idea, and, and I think that's the mistake of Purim as well. That uh, I had to mention Purim. Um, that that they they thought that they could kind of live. You know, the Gemara says that they got punished because they went to Achashverosh's Seuda. Achashverosh mocked them. Achashverosh came out in in the in the, the big day Kahuna. He wore the Kohanim's clothes, and he brought out the Kalim of the base. Somebody said, "Right, we sing it in Echad Kalim." 
Right, we, we uh, you know, we have to tear our clothes when 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 this guy, uh, this drunkard uh, guy, is, is parading around you in the Kohen's clothes and 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 with with, with the kalim of the base amigdash. And yeah, yeah, we were, you know, we were having a party. So that, you know, that that's that that was our. But what happened? It came full circle because Esther told them, "You got to do tshuva and you got to daven and you got to connect to a kaddish baruch so what happened? So the Gemara says that the Oras of Torah, you know, Vikars with Tfilin. So why Tfilin? Because Tfilin is an os. Tfilin is called an os, an os that we connect to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And, and, and they realized that, you know what, we can't just kind of hang out and do nothing. There has to be, there has to be uh, investment in, in Yiddishkeit. There has to be investment in Avodah Hashem. But it has to be. Uh, you know, the Pasuk says in, in the beginning of this week's parasha when they told to build the Mishkan, that, that how do we build the Mishkan? Not how we want. But you, you would think, one second, I, if I want to build you a house, what right do you have to tell me how to, how to, build, how to build the house? I, I'm paying for it. I'm hiring the contractors. You don't have a right to tell me how to build your house. I'll build it for you. Don't worry. So that doesn't work. But I'll vote Hashem. We serve Hakadosh Baruch Hu the way we're supposed to serve. The way we're supposed to serve Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and Kihola, and that's why it says eighteen times in Parshas Pekude, Kashet Siva Hashem es Moshe, because we don't budge, we don't make a step. Kashet Siva Hashem es Moshe, and I think I think that's a very important idea. I pointed out on Shabbos that the the other message of the Mishkan is. That you know, it takes eight parshas to, to describe the building of the Mishkan, right? It goes, it goes uh, this week, next week, Kisisa, Vayakel, Gude, Vayikra talks about Korbanos, and then in Sav and in Shmini, more Korbanos, and then Shmini is the events that take place surrounding the dedication of the of the Mishkan. Uh, so you have eight parshas that talk about this event, the building and the dedication of the Mishkan. So I brought down Shabbos. What what's the message? Because the message is that that you don't build a Mishkan in one day. Uh, you you want to you want to build a place for a kodesh Baruch You want to build your home. Uh, you want to create kedusha in your home. It doesn't take one day. It takes many days. It takes it takes eight parshas until you figure out. And yes, I'm a sign Yeah, you have to measure it. You have to measure your actions. You have to measure what you're doing, and you have to measure how how exactly you know I'm I'm gonna set you know how how that message is going to transcend to the next generation. That that's that's a very very. That's a very, very important uh, uh, message that, that that has to that has to resonate, and, and so it's something that that's important to point out. Now, I tell you this as a background to Pesel Michal. So, so we're going to see that initially the the goal was not to reject a Kaddish Baruch Hu, but it was to have an image to serve a Kaddish Baruch Hu. So we know uh, that that doesn't work, as as I was trying to describe to you. Now, the other problem here is this is the. Uh, we always do, and they changed it to put it. The music in that. Um, the the Mefarshim seemed to suggest, and this is very very hard to understand, that Perak Yud Zion should have been Perak Aleph. That the the events of the end of the that the Savior is out of order. So he says. And it's it's hard to understand that because uh, I, I have trouble with that. Although there, are, although we say many times in the Chumash, but here uh, the Radak says he says Kasa b'seida olam ki kushan ayav peslo shalmichu that that the time 
that the story of of uh, of this story happened all the way back in the time of, of Kushan Rishasayim, which is at the beginning of the Sefer, which was where, where Asniel Ben Kenaz came in. And he goes into a whole long, Rashi says that, well, Afabisha Niftavush, Te Pashiyosolo, the Sofa Sefer, Rashi says, I'm on page 214 if you're in the art scroll, Perak Gidzayim. So Rashi takes it for granted that this story is out of order. Uh, and it says, Now, the suggestion is, is that because until Asniel ben Kenaz came onto the scene, there was Hefkeris. And, and that's led to this strange story. This is a strange story. Um, here, so I want, I want to read you the note in the article. The Book of Judges closes with two tragic episodes. Given the book's clear evidence that people lived up to their godly mission for the overwhelming majority of the 369 years, these two events were moral uh, aberrations that, in the text testifies repeatedly, could have happened only because there was no king, no strong central authority. In a sense, therefore, these chapters demonstrate a historic anomaly. On, on, the, on the one hand, the bulk of the people left to its own devices without a monarch maintain a high level of devotion to Torah. On the other hand, a lack of, of such authority also led to these two isolated incidents of truly shocking behavior. All the major commentary sites say to Olam that these two events occurred at the very beginning of the period of the judges, in the time of Asniel ben Kenaz, uh, um, and, they are, and, and Kushan Rishasayim was the king of Aram. Many commentaries, however, note that the plain implication of the text is that they took place after Shimshon. According to the predominant view that the occurred more than three centuries before Shimshon, why were these narratives given out, out of chronological order? So, so Eliyahu Rava brings down, God in his mercy did not wish these two incidents to be inscribed earlier, lest Gentiles scoff that as soon as the Jews entered the promised land, there was a breakdown of faith and morality. Uh, two, Delilah betrayed for a bride 11,000 pieces of silver, um, and, and and we're going to see here that 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 number plays in here as well. Uh, the third thing, since the theme of the book is the story of the judges, the author preferred to tell the history of the judges without interruption, and then he put in this story. Uh, but there are other commentaries to say no, this happened right at the end, right before uh, Shmuel. But we'll go with both both explanations. Doesn't matter to understand the story. So Pasigal says, so Vayhi Ishacha Meharaflaim. There was a, a man from Harafrayim, Oshmo Michiyahu. So Michiyahu is going to become Micha. Okay. So, so what's the deal with this guy? So it says, Vayomer Leimo. He says, he says to his mother, So apparently, uh, in this story, I, I really have not been able to make gods and ends of the story, but um Apparently, his mother, 11,000 uh, pieces of silver was stolen from his mother. And apparently, when, when it was stolen from his mother, his mother cursed the individual um, who took it. He says, he says, You cursed. And, and, and whoever stole it, um, uh, and even said the curse in my ears, he said, uh, but behold, the money is, is with me. Uh, and I took it. But Tomer Imo and his mother said, Baruch b'ni Lashem. So what's going on here? So um, 
So Micha stole 11,000 pieces of silver from his mother. And, and when, when his, now his mother didn't necessarily know that. So what, what happened? So Asher Lukachlach. So when he says, he, so obviously she was upset. She was very upset about the fact that, that these pieces were stolen from her. So, so what happened? So she, so she said, she cursed the person who stole it from her. So, so, but, but the problem was he didn't realize that it was her son. So what happened? So he said, the, the silver that was stolen from me, I'm reading Rashi, so that, that money, and, and then and then he says and says you you cursed uh and you cursed that person so he said to her that when you cursed and you said whatever whatever happened to this guy this you know whatever took the money this and this is what happened to them this is yet reminiscent of Yaakov uh, when Lavan came and, and, and said, although I have a problem with that story. Uh, ya- Yaakov, so when Lavan came and said to Yaakov that somebody took the trophim, so right, so Yaakov says that whoever took the trophim, uh, you know, uh, you know, if you, what he really said was, if you'll, fo- if you'll find the trophim, that person will die, right? So, so everyone says that that Rachel died in childbirth because Yaakov cursed her because Rachel took the trophim. So I have a problem with that. The problem I have with that is that it's not what Yaakov said. Yaakov said that if Lavan will find it, there'll be a curse upon that person. But Lavan never found it. So how is that? So how did Yaakov curse Rachel? Okay, that's, that's not for now. And it's just a side issue. But anyway, very similar to the story that, that, that when she saw that her money was stolen, so it says that she cursed the person that 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 took it. And uh, and then he said, and then she he comes to her and says, by the way, I stole the money. And it's interesting, it says that when when she said when he says, you know, you 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 cursed me, right? You you you, you said the curse in my ears. Amarta like you, you you said in my you I heard you give the curse you repeated the curse of, of the of the Ghana um uh, it, it seemed like you had a suspicion that I had taken the money well she was right <laughs> but 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 you were saying the curse as a motivation that 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 you know to give it back so he says anila kakti he says, Ata modani He says, says, Now I confess uh, that, that I had taken the money. So what does she say? Baruch Benil Hashem. Uh, may you be blessed to Hashem. Ratzalomar. So the Mesudat David said, what, what, what was she really saying? Haklolo Shekilarti Lo Yachulubach. Right? The curse uh, that I cursed upon you, sh- you know, shouldn't fall upon you. But you should be blessed now that you uh, uh, now that you um, now that you uh, it confessed that you stole the money. I can't help uh, thinking the comparison to Megillus Esther. Yes, the week of Purim, because what 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 did they do, right? You know, so we know Haman sent out a decree to all the all, all the Medinos that on the thirteenth of Adar they can kill 
um, they could they could kill all the Jews and and Rahman al Islam. And and so what was the what was the 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 upslog of that that they sent out a letter that all the Jews could defend themselves. So again, it's 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 a little bit that seesaw. On the one hand, now Jews are are down and they can't do anything. But, oh, now we're telling you the opposite. Now 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 that Mordechai came to power and Esther, uh, you know, came out with the fact that she was Jewish. So now we're saying that 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 just beware if you're going to go to attack them. That uh, we've given them the authority to to defend themselves. So that's what she says here. She says, now that I know you're the one who stole it. Even though, according to the Mafarshim, that she she maybe had had a suspicion that he stole it. Well, I'm going. I'm going to. I I I, I the the klola. I I, I remove the curse and I, I give you a blessing that the klola shouldn't come upon you. Right. Uh, um. So same thing in the Megillah that that they said that the the built al nafsham that the Jewish people could could protect themselves. Vayashev is elav So So he returns. The um the the ten eleven thousand pieces that he had, but Tomer Imo. So here's where it gets uh, strange. He says to he says to his mother, Hakdesh Hikdashi es Hakesev laHashem miyadi. This is what she says. Uh, she says that that I have resolved to consecrate the money for Hashem. Listen to this, miyadi libni. To make an, a carved image and a molten image. And, and now, and so now I'll give it back to you. In other words, you take the money. Now, no, no, I, I made a, a deal that, the, that if I, the money turns up, it's going to be used to make an image to, to uh, serve Hashem. So <laughs> to, let, let's see how this goes, right? Not, not not good, obviously. Uh, uh, let me just read a couple more pesukim, and we'll go back and and un- try to figure this out. Vayashev um, asakesa limo. He gave it back to his mother. Vatikach imo masayin kesev, and she took two hundred. Vatidnei lot so raven, she took it to the silversmith. Vayaseo pesel masecha vayhebe base mechio. Okay, so 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 that so that's that's what happened. So he. So, so she made this image, and and it went to the house of of Michio. So, what happened here? He said. So she said. So let's 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 understand a little bit what went on here. So she says, dashti. I already dedicated this money. Boc old ganuv. While it was stolen, I didn't have it. Hikdashtiv abim yimatzei aganav. Okay. I, I don't. I don't want to make this comparison because I'm not an anti-Sabula guy. But but she said she made a she made a deal that if the money comes back, that the money will be will be dedicated quote to Hashem. Um, you know. You know. There's an old uh, Sabula that if you lose something, you're supposed to say Elokai de Rav Meir three times. Right. The God of Rav Meir should answer me three times, and he's supposed to give tzedakah to, uh, to Romeo Balanese, right? So, <laughs> so, so I, uh, beginning of last year, uh, one of the kids, he come, you know, they come in with all their supplies and shmatas and machas, and, and, and they couldn't, couldn't find their supplies. So I said, you have to say, Elokai de Romeo Ranini three times. And then you got to say, you're going to give tzedakah. So he said, Elokai de Romeo Ranini three times. He walked into the next room, and there it was. I said, yeah. I said, I said, you see, the Segula works. So she said, 
I, I think it, it sounds to me that that's what she was thinking. That 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 if I make a net there to dedicate the money, somehow that will um you know that will bring it back. So miyadilipni litno miyadiliapni lasos mehem demus umasecha. So the Mesudat David says to make um, a image and, and a masecha a mask. Below I saw Avodazara Mamas. So he points out it was not actually Avodazara. Ela Asuya he Lamakshavoisacherim. It was for other purposes, Lahori Dale, Koko Selyonos, Leos Msai. That that somehow the um in the the upper uh kohos uh, of spirituality will enter it and it'll be an msai, it'll be an intashir, it'll be uh, uh, someone in between us and a and a Kurdish Brahu. And, and out of that mistake, she said last time, because she honestly thought that, that that there's a possibility that something like that can can happen. So, and, and reality is, um, and, and it says, so in the Pasuk says, Pasuk hey, it says, and the, um, and the man, Micha, had a house of idolatry. He made an ephod, uh, ephod is... Um, is the vest that the Kohen used to wear, and he made trafim is uh, is uh, icons. Now, what does this sound like? Sounds like Christianity, <laughs> right? Yeah? It's amazing. Uh, there's, uh, th- th- this idea, you know, they had all the icons and all the uh, and all of their stuff. Uh, but 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 if you think about it, the whole concept of pesel micha, which which is anti-Judaism, is what the Christians kind of picked up on. And, and, and you know it, it's almost it, it's almost scary the that the this idea came from here where where they had the icons the images and right and and he called it Beiselohim Vayimale Kohen and he installed one of his sons to be a Kohen. Okay, so so what what, what does this all mean? So so the Radak says first Rashi. Uh, what does it mean that he made um... now interesting let uh, me go back to Rashi Rashi says Rashi comments on the on her being uh, you know dedicating the money to 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 whatever she dedicated it to so so Rashi says I, I, I had in mind to take it from my hands and give it to you for the sake of an image and a and an idol. Give it back to me. Now, the process was give it back to me, and I will actually give it to you. Some wanted to say that this was Delilah, the wife of uh, Shimshon, or whatever of Shimshon. Because it was the same amount of money. Rashi says, but absolutely not. This was not her. Because Rashi accepts the interpretation that this story happened way before. So, and therefore this story is way before. So why, why are the two parakim together? So Rashi says, because the money that was that was given to Dalila and the money that's now being used will both used for the sake of, of bad things. And that and that's the and that's the comparison. So what does it mean? Base Elohim? Base Abodizar. It became a house of 
of idol worship. Any use of Elohim does not mean Hashem. Except when the Pasuk says all the days that, I, that the Mishkan was in Shiloh. It says that he educated him to serve like a Kohen. Right when he when Milu Yadayim means if you're if you're trying to elevate someone, so that's called Milu Yadayim. And the Radak points out Vayimale Shehikriv Korbanosav Ayat Echam Ibanav Umaneo Lios Kohen that he actually appointed someone to be a Kohen. Okay, so now the Navi then tells us exactly what's the real problem here. Vayhi Vayamim Ahem Ein Melech BeYisrael. In those days, there was no king. There is no human on this earth that does well without authority. You have to have, you know, because I'll tell us, yeah, you always have to know what's above you. There always has to be an above. Because, because if there's not an above, then there's chaos. And then there's hefkeris. And then there's... Uh, uh, there's uh, Violence and uh, I mean, if you think about, and I'm not getting political, but if you think about all the riots and all the, you know, the, the the thing with the capital and the thing in the summer and all of that, it, it it's an inability of people to get up and say this is wrong, and and if you don't get up and say this is wrong, and you don't pound that into the pavement, so then so then you know then, then you have what you have. You know, you know, you know, you know. You make your bed. You let you, uh, you you lay in it. This story and the next story and all the stories of Sefer Shokta is when people don't want to listen to um, authority. Uh, you know, it, it it amazes me. You know, when I hear like you know, you know, people open up shuls and they don't want to have a rabbi. I, I know a number of those shuls that opened up and said we're never going to have a rabbi. Now they have a rabbi because because. Because in the in, in the realization that it just doesn't function without it, um, yeah, it has to be a, a central figure, a rav, a, a, you know, a shiva, someone that 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 ever that you know everyone looks looks to for guidance. Then then it doesn't work out, and, and that's what the novi says. He says he says yeah, they didn't ask Kashila. They didn't say is it okay, even if her intentions were good. There was nobody to ask that Shaila to. There was no one to say wait a second. Is it okay? You know, we want to serve Hashem, but we need uh, we need an in-between. Is it okay to do this? And of course, the answer would have been no. But if you don't ask the question, or you don't feel like you need to ask the question, either either it's either out of arrogance or it's out of just amaratsis. Um, but amaratsis comes, you know, ignorance comes when, when people are not being educated. I mean, it's twofold. It's when people are unwilling to be educated. That's a, that's the biggest thing. You know, you know, halacha is that if you have Shabbos b'shogeg, right? You violated Shabbos b'shogeg unintentionally. What does shogeg mean? So Gemara explains. Uh, Gemara Shabbos says either you didn't know it was Shabbos or you didn't know that the malacha that you're doing is usher on Shabbos. So both things represent a break. So the halacha is you have to bring a korban katas. There is a penalty for shogeg. Wow, wow, one second. Uh, it's unintentional. I didn't mean to. 
Well, there's no such thing. I didn't mean to. You're supposed to be aware. You're supposed to know, you know, what, what's going on. Like, like, it's not okay to just not know, to not, you know, you know, to not know that, that, you know, the today's, it was today's daf. Today's daf says that if you're a, you're a shogeg by Korban Pesach and you don't bring, the, you don't bring the Pesach Sheni, then you have Kores. Other people, someone is Tomei on Pesach Rishon and doesn't bring the Korban Pesach, then he's not Chayev Kores if he, if he skips Pesach Sheni. Because he was never Chayev on Pesach Rishon, because he was Tomei. But a person who was a Shogeg, he didn't know it was Erev Pesach, or he didn't know that in Erev Pesach you have to bring a Korban Pesach. So that's not okay. But, but, but that breakdown comes when, when people don't look for leadership. When people don't, when people think, you know, I, I, I was, I was once, uh, spent Shabbos and there were two guys from YU and, 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 uh, they came to help uh, Shul make a minion. It was a whole story. Anyway, uh, this is years ago. So, so I'm sitting and talking to them. They tell me they never go to Shear. They don't go to a Shear. They don't go to the Rebbe. Uh, so I said to them, why not? Well, we sit and learn in the basement. We, we feel like we'll accomplish more. By just learning in the basement, and I, I, I mean, I, I, I felt my heart skipping about fifteen beats. I'm like, "What are you guys talking about? If you want to tell me you're a bottle of bus, seventy-five years old, and you open your safe, you learn on your own." Okay, I said, "But, but you need a rebbe. You need guidance. You need, you need hadrocha, not just to tell you to look in the Rambam or to look in the Ksois. But you need a Rebbe, you know. The the, the Gemara says in Sanhedrin that the that when the one of the one of the great uh, Tanaim were dying, they they said you're like the you know you're like the sunrise, you know. When when Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai was dying, they called him you know Patisha Chazak, the the hammer, Amuda Yimini, the right pillar. Without you, we we uh, you know we don't exist. The Gemara tells the story it's in the sixth parak in Brachos. That that they, they were coming home from the Levaya of Rav. Rav, Rav the great Amora, uh, had died, and, and they were coming back from the Levaya uh, of from his Levaya, and they stopped in a park and they did to eat lunch. Uh, they, they they wanted to eat, and they were a little bit scattered around the river, and they, they weren't exactly sitting together. So then it came time to benching, and they said. What do we do? Do we bench Bezimen or do we bench on our own? Do we, do we join or, or, or do we separate? And they didn't know the answer. So they said, they said, they cried. So it says they cried. They said, look, he said, our, our Rebbe is, is, is dead. For, for we just, the body is still warm. We just buried him. And we don't even know basic halacha of benching. Without our without our Rebbe here, we're just well, you know, we're completely lost. And that's what, and, and that's what shogeg is. It, it's it's not it's not an accident. Shogeg is not it's a it's an incorrect translation. I didn't violate Shabbos by accident. I violated Shabbos because I didn't set myself up to be aware of what I'm supposed to do, or I didn't bring the Korban Pesach to today's daf because because I didn't realize. That on Erev Pesach, I'm supposed to bring the Korban Pesach. And, and, and we say, the Torah says, well, you should have. And therefore, 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 if you don't do Pesach Sheni, or, or in the case of you violated Shabbos, you have to bring a Korban. Because maybe the next time you'll realize 
that there's an authority and there's a there's a centrality. But when it's Ein Melech Yisrael, so then we have Pesel Micha. We build we build a statue uh, of uh, of Micha, and, and and that and, and that's really um, uh, and that, and that, and that's really a problem. And that's also what happened by 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 Purim by Achashverosh. He says he said you know when, when Instead of looking, I mentioned this before. Instead of looking at the Kalim and the base of Mikdash and the Achashverosh and saying we don't have we don't have a centrality, you know, the Gemara and Megillah and Daf Yudalot says one of the reasons that we don't say Halal on Purim. There's three reasons the Gemara gives. So the fam- famous reason is because we don't say Halal on a miracle that happened outside of Eretz Yisrael. Uh, we only say we only say it in Eretz Yisrael. So. Uh, and the other reason the uh, Gemara says is reading the Megillah replaces Hallow. It's like saying Hallow. But the middle reason is such a powerful reason. The, the Gemara says, we say, Hallelujah, Hallelujah of De Hashem. When we say Hallel, we declare that we are completely subservient to our Kodesh Baruch Hu, That that central authority is above us. Da mala mala he says, but by Purim, Akate Avde Achashverosh Nihim. He says that we were still servants. We knows our central authority didn't exist. And we weren't able to serve Hashem, Bishle Musa, because we didn't have the co-op and the ability and the position to, to, to be Ode Hashem in the fullest form. And therefore, we don't say hollow. That's Pshat and by Yamimaim, Ain Melech Bisrael, Isha Yashar Bain of Yasa. And this comes to an end. And this does come to an end. And, and, and Pesel Micha is a disastrous story. And then, then Pelegish Begiva, which is the concluding story of this uh, Sefer, is a disastrous story. But it comes as a result of that lack. And, 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 and it's true for a shul, it's true for a yeshiva, it's true for a community. Yeah, there has to be people to ask. Um, El, the Torah says, El That's to be that shofet. And there has to be that person. But, but if it's Ein Melech Yisrael, if there's no authority, then Isha Yasha Bein of Yasa. And then, and then, and then, um, then everyone does, does whatever they want. You know, and that, and that led to, you know, the reform movement and you know because there was no one to stop them and they could serve and, and then that, that had a disastrous impact on Klal Yisrael. So 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 that that's why the Navi and the Navi says this plus three times once here, once at the beginning of the next parak and once at uh, uh at the end of the Sefer. And and, and on to that scene walks a great leader named Shmuel Hanavi who wrote who we discussed wrote Sefer Shofar. Okay. Um, I think we're gonna stop here for tonight. Um, I, I would like we. I, I'm going to try. We'll, we'll, we'll continue. Mishra will meet. We'll meet next Sunday night, and we should be able to go up to and close to Pesach. Uh, if not, we'll, we'll we'll take a break. But I look to uh, sometime during the Omer that we'll we'll probably begin Sefer Shmuel. But uh, we still have a bit to go here. We still have a major story to go through. So we'll we'll try to make some some sense of it, uh, Mr. Shem, in the coming week. Uh, again, uh, if you want to listen to us, you know, someone who missed it or normally comes, I see some people are missing tonight, uh, you know, you could guide them to the podcast. Again, on all the major podcasts on Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Amazon Music, iTunes, I'm all there. Rabbi Alicia Weiss, you'll get all the shiurim. Uh, the shiur will be up within uh, the hour. Okay. Have a good night, everyone. 
And Mr. Shem, thank you for coming and, uh, for, and, and enlightening my Sunday nights. And Mr. Shem, we'll see you back here next Sunday night at this time.